Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Talking Flicks podcast form. My name is Steven, and if this is the first time you are listening, what we do is talk about shows, movies, what we liked or didn't like, and every time I try to have a different guest with me to vary the opinions. The original show is posted on YouTube on the Geeks Unlimited YouTube channel. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and or YouTube channel. We would really appreciate your support. Without further delay, here is the first episode we release in podcast form. Black Panther was Killmonger right. This is usually where I say something witty about the movie we're about to talk about, but it's Black Panther. It speaks for itself. My name is Steven, and we're talking flicks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talking Flicks, and today we're discussing the only movie worth watching this weekend, Black Panther. As you can see, my uh, co-host for the day here, Mayhem Mike, is wearing his uh, dashiki to uh, support Wakanda Forever. (laughs) Wakanda Forever. (laughs) Guys, needless to say, I think by now everyone's seen how how much money this movie has made. And it it just shows it's a good movie, and white people cry. <laughs> Yo, not only is it a great movie, let's let's, let's, let's yeah, correct. Sure. So let me take that back. It's a great movie. The great movie, white colonizers. But um, <laughs> what, first of all, it's not a comedy per se. A lot of people get that mixed up. It has comedy tendencies, definitely, but it's a drama. And it's not your regular, typical superhero. You know, the guy's not thirty something years old dealing with life. The guy's a king. The man, T'Challa, is a king dealing with world the most, the richest comic book character across any universe. On top of that, and top eight, they keep changing him, but he's one of the most intelligent men on on the Marvel universe. They keep family lineage, essentially, is like full of geniuses. The great thing that they that some people miss is that, ironically, his nemesis is just as smart as him. It's kind of like the Batman and Bane effect, whereas the the actual nemesis is a little bit more way developed and doesn't have an addiction. Sorry. <laughs> but, ah, yeah, this this movie, I can honestly say out of all the Marvel movies that I've watched, mm. it, it had me, like, adrenaline peaked. I was, yeah. my heart was racing out of sheer excitement uh, of all the action scenes and all the storylines that I had. Like, there was never a dull moment in this movie where I was just like, Oh my god, is the movie over yet? No, it's, it's still come on. I need more. I need more. I need more. It like I could literally feel my heart racing, especially in like all the action sequences, just how beautifully shot it was. Yes, yes. The graphics on this was superb. I think he got a budget of like two hundred million, which is like the first ever for a black director and writer, which is awesome. You know, he did his he yo, he mastered it. It was beautiful it all flowed you uh, every villain every person let me say that was believable that's the key thing it was uh, a realistic story that's what it was it was a realistic story that it, it it dealt with so many social aspects that are going on in today's world right now and i think we'll get get, get a little more in detail a little bit later but it you it, it was relatable it was relatable mm. and when you when you talk about comic movies that's not a word you usually use too too easily well, let, let's talk about Marvel for a little bit. Like, Marvel comic book movies have been, they've been entertaining 
but not really li- relatable. Like, take for instance, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Great film. Came out of nowhere. Some people didn't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy were. And then you, you had the follow-up, and it was still well accepted. It just wasn't. It didn't have the same impact, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Not many people can, I don't know, relate to flying at the <laughs> speed of light or whatever. You know, I can't. Not I mean, now. everyone can relate to listening to Walkmans. You know, hey. Right? Yeah, you know what? I mean, some, some. I, I mean, people I can relate to putting on headphones, at least. <laughs> yeah, you're right. To this day, you're right. <laughs> there, there's, there's a little bit of relatability little bit, in there. Right? And you look at, like, Thor Ragnarok. You know, you look at Civil War. You look at the Avengers. Like, you know, you kind of, you, you're cool with these characters. But then you get Black Panther, where a king is dealing with real-life issues. Mm-hmm. Not just outside of protecting his own country, but real-life issues as far as his family goes, having to deal with what we call, like, sins of the past, sins of the father, really, in which he's inherited. Which is because- a great theme within Marvel itself. The sins of the father always come yeah. to the son. And I think that the the one thing for me is that it, this movie really goes to show where a lot of movies capture the social aspects of society when they're actually shot. Um, if you take into consideration Star Wars, Star Wars, you know... It had the social aspects of the 70s. Um, you had the the prequel trilogy also had the social aspects of everything that was going on at that time. And this one as well. I think as far as release time, there's never been a better time to release a Black Panther movie with how heated the topics of discussion in this movie were. So I, I want to build upon that. That's a, actually a great point. So we're dealing with modern day issues. We're dealing about all uh, social norms. You know, because I don't know if you realize that if you watch the Black Panther movie, this is not a spoiler. All the bodyguards in that movie are women. women. There is no male bodyguard. Like, sure, there are male leaders. There's women leaders, female leaders. But all the bodyguards the, who are like the, the strongest, best fighters, the royal the guard, are women. women. And they're just as strong and stubborn, even the one of the greatest spies, I'll let you find out, is a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's just as strong and stubborn as he is. And you know what? There's no, yeah, you're the king, but we're still equal as far as human beings go. I still speak to you with respect. I respect what you do. You contribute a lot, you know, which which is a big topic here, which is a big topic. And it's like the norm. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah. It's generations of this. Mm-hmm. Look how been- far that- and mm-hmm. even the tribe that was hidden in, in the mountains, I thought that maybe that they were going to come out and show a side of like, oh, men are the ones who are, who are in power there. But no, they respected every single woman that they, they came across. They didn't necessarily respect the king because they, right. they didn't like the way he was ruling. Right. But he, they still respected him and they respected the women in his family. And even later on, if you paid attention during the final battle scene, there were, they had women warriors as well. They didn't show as many. Yeah. But they were there, and they were kicking ass just as much as any other woman in this movie. Mm. There was one of the first uh, fighters to show in the screen. It was a woman, actually, if I'm not mistaken. She broke through the crowd. We're not going to say you know, what she did. Um, yeah. But definitely, that, that's, and isn't that crazy and, and ironic in a sense? The tribe that doesn't mess, let's just say the, the one part of the country that doesn't mess with the full, the, the full continent, if you will, still had so much respect that look at what they went through. Look at the trial. And everything mm-hmm. was just like, all right, cool. We lost. You know, we still don't like you, but we respect you. That doesn't happen now. But yeah, I, th- I think that no matter what, it actually showed, as far as their their culture, that mm-hmm. no matter what, even if we don't like what's going on, we're going to support our leader. Even the general, you mm-hmm. know, later on, something happens, and she still respected the king no matter what. 
it it shows that role of leaders. Like we're going to respect the hierarchy, even if we don't agree with it. We're still one nation, and we have to come together no matter. And that, what. And that's a that's a very conflicting and, and common issue. Do you respect the king, whether it be an actual king or a head of figure, or do you respect the kingdom, Correct. the legacy, what it means? You know what I'm saying? And and for every for every character, it was different, but there were reasons why. There were general reasons why I'm not going to go into because I don't want to spoil the movie. But it, it made sense. Like, this movie was the best. It was fit for this generation. It upholds the standards for Marvel movies to come, in a sense, because um, it's a different take. And as well as for African Americans uh, who are looking at this. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen it. They were talking about um, Birth of a Nation. They're talking about all these other, other movies and whatnot. You got to understand, for African Americans, this is the first movie where the main cast is all black. The, mm-hmm. As I said, the writer, uh, the director is all black. Um, and the themes that are actually shown in this, you know, it's not that he's not an aggressive person because he is aggressive, mm-hmm. but he's not aggressive in like a, a neighborhood, like a hood. He's not aggressive in like selling drugs. The guy is a ruler. He's a king. He's dealing with a kingdom that has been freshly pressed on it because this takes place after Civil War. Um, on to him, they've been passed on to him. nation after right. the loss of the king. Now, mm. now, let me ask you this question. Now, with Wakanda being in hiding, do you think that that mirrors black people who don't get involved, who just stay in the shadow saying, I don't want to get involved altogether? And it's really sending a message of, if you have the resources to help, it's interesting come out you, and help. It's interesting that you said that because one of my co-hosts on the last stop on now, Danny Osha, was like, um, he goes... This movie also portrays how black people must feel uh, towards Africans in which they feel alienated, you know? We sometimes forget we were part of the same struggle. You know, maybe we let word of mouth and other things get in between us, but we're still here. And, I, yeah, man, it it, it takes a toll on us because here it is. We are the same people. We want to help. And ah, Michael B. Jordan is such a great villain. Like, if if Heath Ledger had never made the Joker— he would have been number one. I'm so serious. Like, yeah. they're, I know, I agree. I agree. Because he was a well-rounded one. character. And he was a well-thought-out, well-acted, just mm-hmm. well-written overall character with a, a perfect backstory. He was... he Believable. Relatable. He, he mm-hmm. came from a situation where he grew up on his own and he made something of himself. Like, he is... Like you mentioned before, he is just as smart Right as as the main character of the movie, Child, and yeah. mm-hmm. he had such a well thought out plan. That's why it was so successful. He didn't go in there just for the sake of going there. He had a purpose, and yeah. even behind that purpose, there was another purpose to, you know, mm-hmm. where, which where goes the theme of we need to go out and help. You know, black people yeah. need to go out and help each other versus trying to keep each other. Maybe it's not the most ideal situation, mm-hmm. but. It's all about coming together, regardless. To it could be like could come together as a, as a as a nation to just grow and thrive. So that's you, you know. Let, let's talk about villains for one quick second, right? When we talk about villains, the greatest villains generally are psych, psychopathic. You know, you can't justify them. You, they're just like off the wall. There's a way, there's a reason why they're there's, that way. There's a method to the madness, essentially. Right, but there's a mystery around them, right? But all the other villains fall into the line of, I want to rule the world, destroy the world, destroy the universe, and they have nothing afterwards. Well, they, they are chaos, essentially. Right. Whereas uh, Eric Killmonger, who's the villain of this movie, 
had a purpose, had a reason, had, if you want to call a plan, he had a plan and a justifiable one. Like, if you listen to this man and his reasons, you definitely, first of all, can we talk about how great he is as a villain only because he had his own theme music and it was apparent (laughs) at all times and it had bass. Yep. Like, you know who was going to appear on screen as soon as those drums hit? Yeah. So it was like, it was dope. Um, and, and wow. Well, so, not to mention the soundtrack. Kendrick oh, Lamar did an amazing awesome. job with the soundtrack overall. TDE did that thing, for sure. Uh, what I'm interested in is if they definitely pick up Black Panther 2, because I know they're in talks about it. I don't uh, see as to why it shouldn't. You'd be surprised. But I'd be happy with it. I'd be happy with it either way. If they made a second one, I'm supporting The first one is definitely being bought on, on DVD, Blu-ray. So... What Which, I by the see- way, I hope they have the four-hour director's cut because I would <laughs> sit there and watch. For you know what, I could I could have sat there for longer. You know, two and a half hours passed by, but if another hour and a half passed by, I would have been just as happy, it, it, enjoying every last it, second of it. It's it, it doesn't pass by fast, but it just like encompasses. You're so into it. You understand? Like I agree with you. Give me another two hours. Go ahead. I got nowhere else to be. That's important right now. Go ahead. And, and if I if I was smart, I would have brought a notepad. I would have wrote down everything that was funny because it has its up and down. It's got drama. It's got great drama. That's believable. You see the passion. You even see comedy. Mm-hmm. You see comedy. You see. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you. The great but you see a line that that's been really good on Vine. That that's like, oh my god, I can't. I, I want to say it so bad. But it's Dude, just like the vine's dead, man. Vine's dead. It doesn't matter. Why. Vine set the trend because you know what? A lot of viners became YouTube stars. <laughs> <laughs> but they had some great one-liners that just like had the theaters cracking up. And like I said, I won't won't say any lines here and there. I had a favorite one given by the by, by the great ape. Uh, it just had me dying. Um, and you know, just to go, you said there was a two hundred million dollar budget for this movie. Yes. And a lot of the shots were just so beautiful. The choreography that they did in these fight scenes. And I don't know about you, my favorite just action sequence in general, it was split between two, but the entire thing took place in South Korea. Right? From okay. a fight yeah. scene within the den to the chase scene afterwards. But that fight scene in the den was shot so beautiful. They, they shot the entire fight scene like if it was one continuous shot. Moving yep. the camera from a bottom floor to a top floor, back down to the bottom floor, and just, I mean, I've gotten in, into editing a lot, but I, I could tell where those edits were. Yeah. But it was, for anyone who isn't paying attention, who isn't like, has the eye like I do, and other people who, who are into editing, you would see it flawlessly. There's only yeah. one other show that has had, you know, an amazing shot like that, which is Daredevil. Where right. they did the entire fight scenes going up and down stairs and down hallways, those were actually all done in one shot. Right. But this one, the way it was edited, it just flowed. And mm. even with special effects that they added in between, it was very seamless. Like you went oh. from Chad Boswin's, uh, Boswick standing right here, jumping up on the wall, and just being switched over to him being real. And the entire middle part was CGI, but it was just done so quick and so nicely that. Visually, it was just beautiful. So I will say this about the whole movie, um, especially when they focus on Wakanda. I don't think you can really tell what's CGI and what's not, unless you have that eye. Because it, like you said, it flowed seamlessly. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. After watching this movie, Wakanda is a real place for me. Like, it, it, it exists. Like, it, it, it's out there somewhere. Yeah, you know? 
but okay. I'm gonna go ahead and agree or, with you. Or, or as um as, as Black Panther put it, uh, Chala put it when uh, they were entering Wakanda for the first time. Mm. Never, this never gets old. Does and it? When they go through that, go through the dome, and they just reveal how technologically advanced, how beautiful, how clean the city is. Just overall, it was just like that, wow. was it clean? Oh my god! So really quickly, I was just gonna say I agree that. After the den scene on the bridge was probably my favorite action scene. Not to say that there weren't a lot, but that that uh that bridge scene, um, oh especially, especially the chase, general, yeah. I want to let you guys find out, especially when the general caught that spear because we all see that in the commercial. Yes. But you want to see why she does it, how it, it's totally believable, and when she yeah. lands, and the reason why, like yo. And, well, I uh, mean, as we already said, that the women played a major role in this movie, and. Major. They were just as badass as the men, doing as much damage, kicking as much ass. Yep. And in that scene right there, that the general actually, I think one of the without spoiling too much, but the general, as we already know, ha- has her head shaved and tattooed. She's wearing a wig, and I just found it absolutely hysterical where she's walking and she's like, "I can't wait to take this thing off." And yep. during one of the fight scenes, she actually takes it and just throws it at one of the guys, yep. and he just like starts suffocating and falls over. It, it's a nice little jab at weeds yeah. on women, and it's just like. You know, like it, it's and it's done tastefully. That's the greatest part. Yeah. Wakanda as a as a as a country is so beautiful, and you know, yeah, it's CGI. But honestly, if it was like a ride on Six Flags or even Disney Disney World, you would like you would honestly believe like you're actually in a spacecraft. It is totally believable. The people there believable. They all flow. The technology is there. Like the technology on how to answer their phones or communicators. Come on, I don't want to say what it is, but instead of an actual fo- yes on the hand. On a hand, and it made so much sense to me. Why and, don't we think of that? <laughs> and I mean, the cast was just absolutely amazing. Everyone did a phenomenal job. Uh, yes. Chad Boswick, uh, Lupita Nyongo, mm-hmm. uh, Michael B. Jordan, Forrest Whitaker. I, I mean, everyone just did an absolute amazing job. And I, we, we were discussing prior to the video, I still say. I kind of miss Samuel L. Jackson being in this, not just because he's black, but because was... he is part of the Marvel Universe, and we haven't seen him in a movie for a while, so unless he was like up in the background somewhere, we just like in a quick scene okay. that we didn't see him, maybe he was there, but I know, I kind of missed him in this, you know? With the, with Where's the ex- Jamie Foxx? With the exception of the post credit scene, which I'm not going to say, um, I think it's really great that they only kept one Marvel cat. well the same group of Marvel characters in it. There was no cross movie. There wasn't a, there was an Iron Man. Sorry. There was no Hulk. They, they let them be. They let, it was a true standalone movie. And it, that's what makes it unique and ideal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury is always a man of mystery for all I know. He could be on, what was it before he was on an asteroid floating across a satellite asteroid uh, uh, around the earth, you know, monitoring things. Remember that at one point? So, let him say where he's at. I think this was good just as it is. Um, I'm really hoping they bring back uh, Eric Killmonger in maybe like a third movie or something. Like, oh my god, what about just, just overall great? You know what's crazy? I, I wouldn't even mind watching an entire movie about him alone. I, I agree. That's how well. Or, I mean, they they gave the character an entire background. You know, they they and they covered it. You know, in full yes, detail, please. like who he was, why he was doing what he was doing, what his motivations were behind everything. It it's one of the most well developed and detailed villains that you'll ever see, and I think across any of the Marvel movies up until this point, because every every other one is like, okay, well, here's the motivation, here's why they want to do it, but it's like, okay, I guess that he wants to destroy the universe or something like that. But Killmonger, his motivations were 
I, I, I want to say realistic I, again, you know, I think that's the one word that I think we keep on coming up here is uh, right. realistic and believable and understandable. Right. That's what made joke of it, you know, like so great because it was believable. Granted, acting was on par. He did so many great things, improv, but you believe this man was like, to be honest with you, I watched that movie and forgot there was Batman. Like, you know, the whole movie yeah. was about man. That's how great it was. But okay, we're talking about the Black Panther. What I will say, because, you know, it's hard for me to say this, that the movie wasn't perfect, but it was really good. It's no, damn too. perfect, which is which is ironic because I can't wait to see when they do come out with a perfect number two. Uh, we didn't see the Panther God. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the Panther God. Excuse me. You know, we saw representatives yeah. uh, of Panthers. And I'm not going to say too much because I feel like that's revealed. It, but you actually didn't see the Panther Goddess. And I'm looking forward to that. I mean, there's a lot more they can explore, and I think... I mean, Black Panther is just like Guardians of the Galaxy at this point. There are core fans mm-hmm. who actually know who he yeah. is and what the background is. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be straight honest with you. I, I don't know too much of the background of the Black Panther outside mm-hmm. of what the mainstream is actually yeah. known, but I know that this movie has made it so I want to go out there and find out more about his history, find out more of those villains, and see if all those other villains are so, so, uh, just as developed as they did with Killmonger. Yeah. And just to touch upon the actual comic book aspects of everything, where the hell is the reality stone? They're not going to reveal that to us. First of all, first of all, Civil War, the Civil War, Civil wait, War. Wait, okay. By the way, I'm sorry. That was kind of a spoiler because I know people were were expecting the reality stone to be in there. It doesn't okay, take me- away from the movie. It doesn't affect anything. You can still enjoy the movie, but. Where the hell is the reality stone? Maybe we saw it, but we didn't pay attention to so many things. Because I, I know they dropped a lot of Easter eggs that we that we may have missed, but um, especially at the end. But I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, because Thanos is not coming to Wakanda for vibranium. He's not. He's coming for the stone. And, and but, as I see it. I mean, uh, here was a theory that, well, at least my theory, and I think a lot of people agreed, is that the reality stone was actually what was keeping Wakanda hidden. But nope, that's just vibranium technology. Nope, that that's always been that, vibranium. Oh, vibranium, man, that's yeah. a versatile metal, man. It's not just metal; it's, it 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 can power your cars, it can power your phones, it can power your city, it'll power your Mark- trains. It can do everything. You are. Please tell us it's a two part. Please tell us it's a two part because you cannot do that in two hours. Two hour and a half is a start. It, it has it, to be a three hour movie easily. And you know what? If if if, if well, Make me a hobbit. If Black Panther used to be was four hours and not dropped down two and a half hours, first off, there isn't a, a, a part two because I've already looked it up. It used to be part one, part two, and my question was, how are they going to do part one? And are they going to have Ant Man and Wasp in the middle? And there's no time going in between. And then part two is going to be somewhere down the rest of the year. No, there are no other Mar- after Ant Man and Wasp. There are no other Marvel movies coming out unless you count Venom, which is coming out in October. But, but that's supposed to be a separate universe altogether. I mean, they haven't really declared whether it is, whether it isn't. I mean, that's the discussion for another day. But as of right now, out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the ones that are confirmed, Ant-Man and Wasp is the last movie for the year. I don't... Okay. It has to be two parts. There's no way that you can stuff all that Information, story development. Like I have so we much. Will hope. I, I have. Mean, so we much will hope. see, and and I think that hopefully that's not the one that's going to disappoint everyone. You know, there's such high expectations over a decade building up. 
Please, to no. this one movie. Thor Ragnarok revitalized the Thor series, or at least ended it on a great chapter. I don't know if he's coming back and to be. Hope, and hopefully, Infinity War doesn't kill the Avengers, because people there were a lot of people who did not like um, Age of Ultron. Yo, you know what's crazy? Can we can we have this one serious discussion about voice actors? Now everybody knows, like you know, Mark Hamill, um, you know, voice actors for animation. Can we just talk really quickly about how? Voice actors are like kind. Of, I feel like they're kind of looked over. I mean, they're they're taken for what they are, but not. A, I don't see a lot of people doing it. You understand? More people like to act. Here's why I say voice acting needs to be taken seriously. And maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. You have Scarlett Johansson in her. You have Tom Hardy as Bane. You have um, Tom Tom Holland, the new Spider Man, if I'm not mistaken. Tom, yeah. I believe it's Tom Holland. Tom Holland. These. Actors, with the exception of right, Scarlett Johansson, acting wise, facial, she she's working on it. She could be better, a lot better. She's but, got her moments. It's depending on the role. She does better right. in certain roles. She does better than. Others. Let's not even talk about Ghost in the Shell again. Okay, but <laughs> oh my god! So, but if you watch her, you will fall in love with her as a program. You will fall in love with her as a program. I'm not going to reveal too much of you. It, it, it's all about developing emotion when you're not even on the screen. It's all the emotion you deliver in the voice. Tom and, Hardy as Bane literally had his face like this. And you were still able to feel his his in his it's like his his uh his anger, his like you feel intimidated well, I mean, by him. I think I think there's one like uh, you mentioned Mark Hamill and there when Mark Hamill went for the Joker role, everyone mm-hmm. told him, No, you can't do this. You're the wholesome person from Star Wars. You're you're Luke Skywalker. Right, you right. can't play Joker. But his I mean, he is the Joker, man. He is. Like, if you look at all the incarnations of the Joker in general, and I'm pretty yeah. sure you've seen the meme online that shows the psychopath, the thinker, the businessman, they've shown very different iterations of the Joker through animations and through the movies, but Mark Hamill's Joker is the only one that is well-rounded, and that's all a voice. Now, now check and this writing, out. And writing, but... Yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree. Now, Tom Holland, as a Spider-Man, I believe is about to blow us all away. I'm hoping he does. He plays Spider-Man. Quick tidbit about Spider-Man. They drew, like, this is how, how far ahead Jack Kirby and Stanley was. They drew Spider-Man with a mask on because they wanted their younger readers to envision themselves, mm. boy, girl, ethnicity, whatever, as Spider-Man or even Spider-Woman as years will come. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. Like, you look at Batman, you know, you think of, ah, I can't be Batman, I can't be Superman, you know, but Spider-Man, that's somebody I can be. It's Spider-Woman. Every, every man, you know. Right. So check this out. The problem with Spider-Man is translated on the big screen is showing his emotion while his mask is on. Now they've recently kind of got rid of that problem because with technology, yeah, they explain the right, put the so, uh, dots right, on. Right. But you still have to hear it in his voice and actions when he has the mask on. He at least spends forty percent of the movie in a mask, at least. And I think I'm giving. I think I'm lowballing him. Honestly, I think it's more like sixty. But whatever. So think about that. We're watching somebody in a mask emote. I, I want mean, you to understand. It, 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 that's why it boils down to um, what's this guy's name? First Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Tom Holland is giving the balance of both parts. He's gonna blow our minds. He's gonna blow. I. I mean, maybe right. I. Maybe maybe I'm. Right. We kind of went off on a tangent a little bit there. But, okay. I mean, guys, just Black Panther, it was... Uh, I honestly have to say it's my favorite Marvel movie to date. 
I think it's and, a movie. And to see I twice. really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, but this one, that relatability, that realism is what it's the reason that it's making all the money that it's making. It's not oh, just, you know, people coming out to support. Million. It was worth it. Would you say this is one of those movies you have to see more than once? I would watch it a dozen times, man. And is I there think that, that adrenaline that I feel watching this mm-hmm. movie would be there every single time. Is there another Marvel movie you think would beat this right now? Uh, I'm hoping Infinity War. Okay. that That's an easy answer. Yeah, you're right. Right? I'm hoping. Do I actually think it's going to beat it? I actually don't think it will. My favorite movie so far before Black Panther was actually The Winter Soldier. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. True. Because that's realistic, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, here it is. We had uh, Sony with Wolverine. Wolverine's biggest enemy was time. You know, he's out here dying on us. And Captain America and the Winter Soldier's actual true enemy was the government. Yeah. And that's a realistic thing. You, for know, what? you know what? I, 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 Marvel movie, but not really Marvel movie. If you want to count the MCU, I might have to go with, other, other than uh, Black Panther, Logan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Them feels, man. Them feels. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm. 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 Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. Forgot about the feels, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and stick with Winter Soldier. All right, because the way they did Nick Fury, which is probably why his ass is hiding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't find him. Um, yeah. All but right. he's hoping Infinity War guys check it out. Uh, pay attention. Listen. Don't don't if you're gonna use the bathroom, don't buy anything to drink or eat. Yeah, you don't, yeah if you're for, don't, don't you don't want to miss a single second. You know, I'm every so, single last second it, it it counts, man. Every last emotion, every last scene, it just really one thing just drives to the next. And it was um absolutely like you said, not a perfect movie, but it's damn near perfect. And and yeah. every sequel does tend to improve, especially the Marvel universe does tend to improve over the next one. So you can only imagine how much better even Black Panther two is gonna be. You know. Uh, there was people. They said there was said that people were walking out of theaters crying. I think yes. uh, people just got about soaked in the next one. Uh, no, listen, man. I, everybody on that I know. But I mean, just just really about... quickly. I'm pretty sure some ladies left the uh, theater soaked after seeing Michael B. Jordan. Oh my God! Let me tell you, <laughs> took off that shirt. Some lady was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Ma'am, this is a PG movie. <laughs> Where are your parents?" But yeah, Michael B. Jordan. He came, remember he left Creed, and he said he still keeps the the diet and the training still. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to join that yeah, gym. Right. Good, no, just, just, let's start acting. Let's start acting. They force us you to know? work out. They pay us to work out. I'm Apollo's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anything else you have to tell everyone about this movie? Definitely check it out, guys. Let us know what you think. Uh, we de- we're definitely interested. Look out for the Easter eggs, and also, 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 this is big, big thing. Tell us. If you think Michael B. Jordan's Eric Killmonger was right or wrong. True. Yeah, guys, in the comment below, let us know, was Killmonger right? You know, they had a shirt. Magneto was right. Maybe Killmonger. Maybe Killmonger next. All right, let's make that shirt. Guys, we're going to come up with that shirt and start selling it. (laughs) Keep an eye out for the description below. We're going to come up with that idea right now. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, also, keep an eye out for Mike. Last stop on the L. Definitely. We also got a new couple new episodes of Nerds of the Round coming. And guys, if you're a fan of us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We got a new Discord channel if you want. Look up Geeks Unlimited on Discord. 
Come join the conversations that we're having there. And guys, until the next one. Peace.